anything else before we get started? Nope. Ready to rock. Jeff? Okay. You, you just open your mouth as if you're going to say something. I was thinking. Keep your damn mouth closed. Mouth? 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 You mouth. shut your mouth when you're talking to me. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of the Clever Kids Podcast. This is a weekly podcast with three brothers dive into a topic from popular culture. <laughs> Damn, I lost it again. Uh, I was doing so well the last few weeks. I don't know if you guys noticed that, but uh, three brothers dive into a topic from popular culture and dig maybe just a little too deep. Uh, my name is Tyler. I'm your host. I'm joined by my co-host, Brian. Hey, how's it going, guys? And Jeff. How's everyone doing today? I'm doing fine. Wonderful. Uh, this week, we are going to talk about uh, the best casting decisions. Basically, the actors that we think are basically irreplaceable in the roles. Maybe they own the role just so well that you couldn't even imagine someone else. Or they were just so perfectly suited from the beginning uh, to play the character that nobody else could do it. Um I don't know who wants to start out, but I can. Go ahead. You, you, rarely, you rarely ever start, so usually you pass that on to someone else. So, yeah, hit it. All right, so this one I'm going to start by cheating a little bit. It's it's the same actor for two different roles. Um, It's James Earl Jones as Mufasa and Darth Vader. It, his voice is so commanding and like just like demands respect just like the moment you hear his voice you're just like ah that that's definitely someone's dad or like you know like a, a villain or you know whatever like it just he just nails those performances really well also you know what i mean like the difference between the two is really cool um i wonder i wonder you know, if he feels like i know that he didn't want like the whole accredited role for star wars and stuff i wonder if he even views that as acting i wonder if he's just like yeah i just showed up and talked for like an hour well you have to give like voice inflection i don't think they just go up read it stuck lines into a microphone and then leave i think they yeah, have just, to like understand the scene and stuff i'm curious what his portrayal like given what i understand about his role in star wars i'm curious how he views you know the rest of his voice acting performance I mean, I don't know. Like, are you asking if voice actors consider the work that they do acting? <laughs> I well, would I say they probably do. <laughs> I think that voice actors do, but James Earl Jones wasn't a voice actor at that time. That's the entire point is that he was an actor and he was like, oh, there's this low budget like sci-fi movie that no one really knows anything about. Like, sure, I'll, I'll come and do your movie for you and, and do a little voice acting. Like he didn't think I was like, oh, I'm going to be this. He was just like, yeah, I'll voice act for you. Sure. It's this small thing that that I'll do for you. Don't even you'd have to put me in your little movie. And then it blew up and they started putting him in the credits and he was like, oh, OK, like, cool. But I'm going to go back to my real job, which is acting. Um, I don't I think that I mean, I'm guessing I by the time I the think... Lion King rolled around, voice acting was, you know, a bigger deal because animation had taken off. I, mean, I guess animation was a big deal even in the 70s. But I think that Lion King is the reason the animation took off. I think Lion King like brought it. I mean, they called it like the Disney Renaissance, like that era, Renaissance, Renaissance. <laughs> I've been listening to many Australian podcasts. They pronounce it that way. Um, I uh, they call that the Disney Rena Renaissance. Damn, I almost did it again. Renaissance. <laughs> Um, 
for a reason. You know what I mean? Like it kind of brought it back. But anyway, that being said, I, did I skip a step? I didn't explain how we're going to do this. I mean, we're basically I'm we're going to come with actors, and then the other two are going to try to recast it. Yeah, and we'll instead. and we'll discuss the fit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. I mean, do you guys, can you guys think of anybody who could have done that voice performance for Mufasa? We can start there. It's a tough one because I think part of this goes into like their ability to act as well. Like, I don't think that um, James Earl Jones comes in hot with any like real personality in these roles that like defines the role. Like, as soon as you said that, the other one that popped in my head was Robin Williams' Genie. But at the same time, yeah, I, I realized as Genie, like he brought in so much personality that create that basically turned that role into something iconic, you know, whereas James Earl Jones just has the voice that, that you identify with Mufasa and with Darth Vader. And I just, you know, personally, you know, I like, I guess in, in this particular case, it feels like we're, we're talking about whether anyone has a voice that can match James Earl Jones's, which is no. <laughs> would those characters be as iconic as they are without the voice? What about I mean, Morgan without Freeman? His voice, those characters. Do you think I, Morgan Freeman's going to play Darth Vader? I don't. Yeah, he's I don't, not playing him. He's just reading his lines, though. Right, but but okay, but do you Morgan think Freeman's voice? Does Darth not Vader carry is that as imposing command. with Morgan Freeman's voice. There's what one about, person, uh, Benedict there's Cumberbatch. One, no. There's one person. No. Let's take this seriously, all right, asshole. Like, there's one person that I think could actually <laughs> step serious. up. I take voice acting seriously. No, um, the one person that I think could match up and would actually have existed in the same time frame and could have taken either of these roles is Christopher Lee. Um, I think that his voice is as intimidating. I think he's got an incredible voice. Um, I don't think that he could have been Mufasa. Why not? I just don't think that that there's a like there's a warmth to 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 James Earl Jones's performance that I've never seen. Like I've seen a lot of Christopher Lee movies, I've never seen him ca- carry any sort of warmth. Also, his voice wasn't so deep and commanding when he was younger. I mean, he always had a deep voice, but it didn't quite have that resonance that he has in his later years, like as Saruman. Have some, have some respect when you're talking about the the direct I, descendant okay. of Charlemagne. All right, like that well, guy. First off, that's cool. One. <laughs> <laughs> one let me just say i i swear there was plenty of warmth when gandalf first comes to isengard just because he gets icy and cold when gandalf rejected his more than generous offer <laughs> doesn't mean that he can't bring warmth to a role all right he was he was talking real fondly of gandalf but anyway number two unless we're voice actor analysis experts i don't know if i can really argue whether his voice carried enough resonance early in his career versus late in his career i would say just in general my impression of chris Lee is that jeff you know jeff is right i think he could do this role to be completely honest darth vader yeah 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 i think he could do both his voice is just deep and powerful and would be iconic like and that's what that is like it's just deep and unique i fully disagree but i mean that uh, we'll just have to you know go from there what, what about robin williams's genie i don't think that's touchable to be honest with you like i'm on the other side well of i mean we one. literally saw them do it give it to will smith like one of the most charismatic and charming men in hollywood and yeah. he kind of didn't do like i mean i didn't hate it but it also was just sort of like ah, yeah i actually this thought isn't what genie i'm here was, for <laughs> actually if i'm being honest now that you point that out i actually thought genie was the highlight of that newer film to be honest i kind of enjoyed yeah, it he was because it was will smith but it still wasn't it wasn't the same like no yeah. one's gonna go back and be like oh will smith's turn as the genie in aladdin like that was iconic no like he's 
he's not doing yeah he did fine but he couldn't like he couldn't bring it the same way in the in the original right i just don't i, I do want to bring i don't this know up. if anyone I, I saw this on reddit i think they were talking about how uh robin williams while filming mrs doubtfire improv to such an extreme that they had three different cuts of the film of the film they had the theatrical cut that they put out in, in films that we've all seen they had an r-rated cut and they had an nc-17 cut because apparently at several times robin williams insisted on getting naked <laughs> uh, you got so, naked yeah on the set while uh, filming uh in mrs doubtfire in mrs doubtfire with, with all the children present Probably not while they filmed the scenes with the children. <laughs> I'm guessing there were scenes where he was alone or with other adults, but yeah. Um, um, and that just shows, like, the only person I could think that can really improv on the same level as Robin Williams is is Jim Carrey. And I, I haven't seen him really trying to take on an animated role like that. Um, I don't know what his voice acting, if that would limit his spontaneity at all. But Yeah, interesting. I don't, I don't know if he has the same voice that, like, I don't think his voice would be as iconic as Robin Williams' The Genie. Um, also, it's just a Robin Williams' manic energy. Like, Jim Carrey is weird and crazy and silly, but, like, Robin Williams literally is, like, you know, that character that he brings to, to those performances is, like, so manic and, like, everywhere. It's kind of hard for me to imagine anyone else taking that from him and doing quite what he did. Or making that role as iconic as he did you know what i mean which is exactly how i feel about james Earl jones yeah maybe christopher lee could have been intimidating but i think christopher lee would have been more well suited as like maybe like a moth like tarkin role you know what i mean like rather than a darth vader because you need that deep gravelly scary kind of intimidating voice that james Earl jones is able to bring and i think with mufasa you have to bring something that sounds caring and warm and i don't think that christopher lee is capable of doing that have you, I've, I've only seen him play villains. Right. I've never so seen you've him never even anything. seen him attempt to be warm. So then you can't say it's not like he t- tried to be warm and you were like, wow, his warmth performance sucks. What you've are only, you basing his ability to do to play warmth on then, Jeff? I, what I'm saying is I think that he can play warm if he wants to. While I haven't gone out and sought a specific performance that I thought would would idealize the the role that he would be taking over. All I know is that. James Earl Jones did some voice acting with a deep commanding voice, and that's what we respect him for. And the other person that has a deep commanding voice is Christopher Lee. And if he wants to pull off warmth, I'm pretty sure he's not just an angry dude walking around all the time. Like he's he's got to have some warmth, and I think he could pull it off if he needed to. Mm, no, James Earl Jones is irreplaceable. Sorry. <laughs> Let's move on. Then I don't think we're getting <laughs> gaining any ground here. Jeff, uh, do you want to go next, Jeff? Sure. Um. So a lot of these, like, I had trouble kind of um, taking a step back from the greater universe and, and saying that overall there was a lot of great castings. But, like, throughout the Harry Potter world, I think uh, one of the best castings that they had was Maggie Smith as uh, Minerva, as McGonagall. Minerva? Minerva as McGonagall. I, like, I, I don't know uh, a lot about the character, but, like, she is such an iconic role to that character and i can't imagine another actress being able to pull off that same accent and being able to pull off that same role um yeah i don't know look look, meryl streep can play anything all right so you better watch your mouth but anyway uh (laughs) if you're gonna talk harry potter mcgonagall dude (laughs) i don't mean to piggyback on your guys suggestions over and over again here but it's gonna happen again so uh if you're gonna talk harry potter the first one that jumps in my head is snape yeah alan Alan rickman is i I think kind of untouchable 
in sure. his. I, I almost want to throw him out there for Galaxy Quest too because, <laughs> like, he is just. He I just love brings, that movie so much. Yeah, he just brings such a unique <laughs> character every time that I, I'm, I'm having a hard time picturing a replacement. Are, are where, you also going to recommend Minerva, him for his role as Prince of Thieves? Are you just going to go through his entire filmography? Um, nah, he played kind of a normal bad guy now. No, like, he's pretty irreplaceable in that one, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of. He's like, ah, out with a spoon. So the way good. he says spoon. He's so good in literally everything <laughs> yeah. I've ever he's, seen him in. I mean, it's very unique. And like, I think when we're talking about replacing an actor, I'm trying to picture who fills their shoes and just still delivers the same vibe or, or you know feeling that I get from the role. And Alan Rickman is so unique that he's going to be hard one to argue against. But that being said, yeah, your suggestion for sorry your suggestion of minerva mcgonagall like she doesn't do anything unique to the role she like we just picture her in that role because we saw her in it for a decade but at the same time i could i could see them just replacing her with another i don't know white woman her age and not really skipping a beat to be honest with you as long as it started from movie number one and went all the way through it's kind of it feels the same thing about uh as dumbledore to me like i would have thrown out dumbledore on this list but then we got to see a different one and he's grown on me over the years and really because when he first showed up i hated like i hated this i was like bro there's way too much emotion in this dumbledore i can't he would never be like that he would never hit harry or grab harry like that or yell at harry looking back at it uh, yeah i I like him more now and like i think that's a perfect example of this where i'm like eh, like i could see someone else you know with a similar makeup filling the role as long as we got it early enough that it's not like this jarring contrast is that fair I mean, yeah. you guys haven't I mean, given me a specific actress, so no. Unless you say this, the entire point is you're well, going to recast know. the role. Who are you going to put in that role? You're going to tell me All Meryl right. Streep's going to pull off a Scottish accent? No, that was a that was a joke. But um, I, I mean, I don't know. The thing is, I don't know a lot of Scottish old actresses. Yeah, insert so Scottish in the UK. So AKA, woman there here. is no one else that you can come to mind that can do this role <laughs> instead. I don't understand. He just finds uh, I didn't. Weird. I didn't realize that that was the puzzle that we were supposed to. You're supposed unlock. to recast the role. That's the rules that you set out. That's that is fair. You did do that. <laughs> that one's just a little I just ridiculous. Feel that I'm just saying any woman Scottish of... woman ever. <laughs> yeah, I think Maggie Smith does a good job because she's Maggie Smith. Like she's all, she's like a you know a treasure, right? She's gr- good in everything that I've ever seen her in. But like they reduce McGonagall's role. Yeah, from the book yeah. so much that she's basically just there in name like Maggie Smith isn't bringing anything unique to that role I think that you literally could have put you could have swapped out Mrs. Uh, what, what Miss Weasley for that character and I wouldn't have even noticed like that actress could have just played McGonagall and I would have been fine with it you know what I mean like it doesn't matter there's nothing like there's nothing important that Maggie Smith does for the McGonagall role. I think that if they had had the role in the way that it was in the books, that maybe she would have had an opportunity to kind of, you know, dig her teeth, sink her teeth into the role or something. But I just don't think they really gave her anything. And so because of that, anybody could have played that role. I could have played that role. Give me a wig and a weird pointy hat and let me turn into a cat or turn from a cat into a human. All right, Brian, what's your pick? Um, first one I'll throw out is uh, Samuel L. Jackson in Pulp Fiction. As Jules. I just feel like he brings so much energy to that role and such a unique personality to a to a extremely varied and, you know, you know, star-powered cast that like he stands out in the movie as somebody 
that just is kind of a little bit more unique than most of the other characters. Like I could see, honestly, I could see them swapping John Travolta and Bruce Willis in that film and it not skipping a beat. <laughs> like, like they both bring, you know, very little emotion to their characters and they both just kind of play out the scenes. But Samuel Jackson just brings an energy to it that I think is, is unique to that actor. And I don't know yeah. if I could picture someone He's else kind of on the same page with like Alan Rickman, where like once he gets cast in a role, it's kind of hard to think of someone who can. Re- like I'm like thinking of other Samuel Jackson performances. See, but and I'm but like, him as hey, Nick Fury, been. him as Nick Fury, I don't know. Like maybe some scenes, but in others, like I feel like I could see someone else just playing that role and it not being a big deal. But, David Hasselhoff. But so the problem, what? the problem with with uh, <laughs> David Hasselhoff played Nick Fury in an old movie, TV movie. Uh-huh. The, the problem I have with with the whole Samuel Jackson Nick Fury thing is, I'm pretty sure that the 2000s Ultimate Comics, the Black Nick Fury was based off of Samuel Jackson's likeness. So then when they That's cast, exactly right. oh, there you go. So that makes it even harder. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like they were like, oh, you mean you base this actor off of Samuel Jackson? Okay, hey Samuel Jackson, you want to play this role? And he was like, sure. And it's like, like yeah, it's going to be kind of hard to beat him. It was it's literally like written it. for him. Yeah. Exactly. Like they, uh, So it's it's tough for so me to I imagine win. someone else because they were like, hey, you look exactly like this character in the comics. Oh, That's kind of weird, right? I guess I don't win because I didn't say Nick Fury. I said Pulp Fiction. Right. right. How do you so feel about him in Pulp Fiction? I mean, I think he performed excellently in Pulp Fiction. I'm try- I'm struggling to think. Like, I don't... I don't know why my brain works this way, but I'm trying to think of another actor that could have played that role in the time. So I'm not trying to picture like modern day actors. I'm trying to picture like actors that were prominent in the nineties. And I was like, fuck, I don't know. Um, I mean, I think that there's actors that could have brought some, like could have done that role and brought something different to it. You know what I mean? Like I'm imagining that scene in the, in the, the, the apartment where Jules and, Vern or whatever, whatever John <laughs> Jules and character. Vern <laughs> Vincent aren't Vega those, Vincent Vega aren't those Doc's kids in uh, in Back to the Future 3 their names are Jules and Vern I think oh I don't know <laughs> I think I think that's right um, anyway uh, I'm thinking so Samuel Jackson is Jules right mm-hmm. um, I like I'm thinking of like Denzel Washington who's got who's on my list later on here um, or maybe I'll just use him next, but I think that he could have done that role as like the black hitman and done that whole like re like reciting of the Bible, right? But he just would have brought his own energy to it and changed the character in that way. And I think it could have easily been that iconic because I mean you're talking about two extremely strong actors, right? Like I, I missed the name who Denzel. Denzel. Oh. Yeah, I could see Denzel, to be honest with you. I just see that he could have done that role and he would have brought... I mean, it would have been very different, but I think that he would have killed it, you know? But I also think that you could put Denzel... Like, you could, Denzel could have done McGonagall, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty hard to, like... I just think that he's so good in everything that he does that it's kind of hard for me to to think that he wouldn't have done a, yeah. a really good job. And and I, I got to say, it's worth mentioning, I was watching Remember the Titans when I fell asleep last night, so it's hard for me to picture him failing at something because he kills that role. Yeah, he's so good in that role. So, uh, yeah, um, Denzel Washington, Remember the Titans. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have Denzel Washington in Training Day. I have, next, I have Training so. Day as well. We should just talk about that one. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, are we in agreement that Denzel could have done that role as Jules? I mean, it would have brought a different energy, He's but the I think only it would have easily been that. Consider, but even then, I just it's don't narrow. like being, I don't like being yeah. wrong. I, I don't know if it would have yeah. been a better film, though. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah, they could have. No, cast I don't know him. that it would have been. I think it would have been a parallel move or like a lateral move, right? Like, I, I think that he would have been really good and done something w- 
with that character that would have been interesting, but I don't think that it would have been per se better per yeah. se. I, I guess I'd have to watch the performances to be able to judge them, but I, I guess I'd be. I'm okay. just imagining Denzel doing that thing where like he kind of like starts talking really fast. You know what I mean? When he's doing the, he's reciting the Bible lines and he's just I don't remember what it is, but and I'm not even gonna try to do a Denzel impression. I cannot do one, but please don't, please don't. <laughs> I just think that he would have done a really good job in that role. Anyway, so yeah, Training Day. I just don't think that anyone, again, Denzel is just, I don't know if anyone could have played that role. I mean, a lot of roles with Denzel Washington, like I think other people could have played it and just done something differently and it wouldn't have been as good, right? Like Man on Fire is just like basically a, a, an ex-spy going crazy. It's just, uh, you know, um, taken. It's just, uh, you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, so anybody could have done that role, but he you know denzel washington does a good job with it um or what's the one where unstoppable with chris pine where they have to like stop up the train yeah the runaway train (laughs) like denzel is good in that role and it's exciting but anyone could have played that character you know what i mean like it wasn't like perfect for him but i don't think that this that role of antonio whatever in training day could have gone to anyone else i genuinely don't think anyone else could have played that role yeah, I, I would agree. I think he brings <clears throat> something unique there. And I, I don't know if there's a way to describe that beyond just saying something unique or like an X factor to the role, but it's uh, like a confidence and a swagger and like, like, and I'll say this about like him. A, I, I've made a comment about multiple actors and I'm, I'm talking like Brad Pitt, uh, Tom Cruise. These are guys that I, I love as actors. You could literally drag and drop their characters from each movie into other roles, and it would it wouldn't like they they don't do something different. It's they just have a formula that works, and they wrote it to millions and and superstardom. Denzel is a lot the same way. Like he has yep. very few roles that I feel like he got out of his comfort zone, which is fine because I love him in his comfort zone. But at the same yeah. time, you know, it's it it, it and on one hand it makes it makes me feel like he's a good answer to like the Samuel Jackson role replacement but at the same time then i look at a lot of Denzel's roles and i think it would be tough to see someone else in that role because he brings something i have an example different uh right. go watch much ado about nothing it's a shakespeare film uh with Denzel Washington uh Keanu Reeves Michael Keaton uh yeah it's nuts um go watch it i think Ethan Hawke's in it too um it's 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 a good film. It's and it's written. It's like a word for word citation of the actual Shakespearean play. So it's like super sophisticated, kind of hard to follow along, uh, but it's it's good. And Denzel Washington is, you know, talking in prose the whole thing the whole time. So it's definitely out of his comfort zone, especially if you like watch like watch Training Day and then go watch Much Ado About Nothing. <laughs> I would love to see Denzel Washington do a like a comedy, like a like a objective, like you know, like in a Will Ferrell movie or something you know what I mean I want to see him step in that direction and see if he can do it I don't know if he would do it ever but I think that would be really funny like the way that Robert De Niro has kind of just like become like this like a guy who's in every comedy movie for some reason I would like to see uh Tenzel Washington do that also I think he, I think he All can right. do it who's got a next one um I got a minor role. How about J.K. Simmons as J. Jonah Jameson from the uh, Spider-Man films? It's literally the next one I have yeah, written so, so he's. Did you guys pull off the same list on the internet? No. Uh, I didn't use a list. I just kind of went, Kelly and I, my wife and I 
sat sat down and kind I, of talked about I, it. I feel like we've had this conversation in the past because I think Jeff mentioned J.K. Simmons in Whiplash, so I wrote that one down. That dude is different, man. Like, and, and as J. Jonas Jameson, I think he just jumps right off the comic book page and right into the movie. I mean, he, he was perfect. so good that in a different movie universe, they just did him. <laughs> yeah, they, him and they're like, fuck it. <laughs> dude, he's too perfect. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, I don't care. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the one damned. I'm okay he's with, with the multiverse <laughs> thing with Quicksilver that pissed me off. I'm okay with I was going to, I was going to bring it up because of the last, I think it was two weeks ago. I mentioned having Michael J. White come back to play bronze tiger. And you guys were mad that he'd already played it in the Arrowverse, And that was like, but now I'm thinking, well, J. Jonah Jameson is able to do it, knowing through a fit. Yeah, but he's the he's only too, person. He's perfect. Okay. He's perfect. He's too, and, like, who yeah. would you cast as, like, nobody else can play it? And I he's not know. a guy that impacts the storyline, so I'm fine with and, it. I just want him be, to be that guy. And it would be objectively worse if he wasn't in the film. Yeah, I don't think we can yeah. argue that one because of the fact that they were like, dude, he's too perfect for this. We're just going to break <laughs> the universe and put him in it again. I don't care. <laughs> That's literally what happened. They were just like, there's no one else can play. That. Like, I, honestly, like when they were talking about it, someone was talking about how J. Jonah Jameson hadn't shown up in either of the two. Uh, uh, or like, you know, we didn't know that he was going to be in, uh, you know, the newer Spider-Man movie. And then they didn't do it in uh, The Amazing Spider-Man. They didn't do The Daily Bugle with J. Jonah Jameson. Um, and it was because, like, who do you ca- – like, he's – so exactly what it needs to be and like in those sam raimi spider-man movies he was so funny and brought like such a good energy to that part that like even even like i don't think anyone could play like i think it would be a bad idea for anyone to try to play it you know what i mean because you just be compared against it and always be found wanting you know yeah, yeah. so think, that's I a pretty perfect. that's Whip, like, i think whiplash too man he just i don't know well, uh, I think I, I, Whiplash. I was picturing uh, Arlie Ermy, but I just feel like he's too like I don't know like, who uh, the dude from um, oh, the, Full Metal the Jacket general, or whatever. Yeah, that's dead. He just died. Yeah, he just passed year, away. Yeah, um, but I was trying to picture him filling the role, and I just don't think he can bring the same. No, it's a different kind of energy. But I do think that there's a lot of actors who could get there. I just think that J.K. Simmons really owned that performance in Whiplash. Yeah, I think he killed and it. makes it. But I, I really could easily good, see but... someone else stepping up into that role and just being yeah. in whip in whiplash. Yeah, I, yeah. I could see someone else stepping up and just being a complete asshole and also killing it. But J.K. Simmons did 100 percent nail yeah. that role without problem. Yeah, he crushed that role. Not not like no questions asked. But I do think that there are other actors who could have gotten to that level of like aggression and like domineering and yeah. all of those kind and like to conniving you like, give me all of those levels like i think that other actors could have hit that you give me uh tom cruise's energy from uh um tropic thunder <laughs> honestly tom cruise could have done that role pretty well i think that he would have been a pretty good coach in that regard um but honestly, if whenever Tom Cruise no, was scary, he couldn't, he like couldn't have because there's no scene of him running. <laughs> <laughs> if he's not running in the film, Tom Cruise the, ain't, the, ain't the want to be a part of it. The scene after the spoilers, the car accident with Miles Teller, where he's like running to get to the band thing, he shows up like all bloody. Tom Cruise just like, nope, that's yeah. my role. They just somehow <laughs> change it. That. They just somehow change it to where it's his part. They, yeah. It's just Tom Cruise as like dressed as Miles Teller running. I heard when they're trying to interest him in roles and they send him the script, he literally flips to the part where it's a running scene and he's like, all right, I'll do it. No. <laughs> I just made that up, but I can totally see it because there's just, it's like, 
it's like a Owen Wilson with the wow thing where he just always says, wow. <laughs> like that's Tom Cruise's thing is just a scene of him sprinting. <laughs> Speaking of Owen Wilson, did you guys see that new Loki trailer? Yeah. Yeah, it looks pretty good. Yeah, it looks good. Uh, and he looks really fun. Uh, I'm glad Owen Wilson's in it. To, and it looks really funny. I'm excited for that show. Yeah. Um, right, can, okay. Can I, so can we're I try all to... in agreement that... that J. Jonah Jameson is perfectly cast in Whiplash. Yeah. Other actors could have done it. Yep, and I think with that, that one seemed kind of obvious to me, and there's a couple others that I jotted down that I think are obvious and don't really need a whole lot of debate here because... Throw them just, out. Let's see. Uh, rapid fire here. Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool. I had that. Yep, no contest. Johnny Depp is Jack Sparrow. I had that too. <laughs> oh, I didn't even think about they're, that one. That's a good they're one. obvious. Um, yeah, I think a lot of mine ended up being pretty obvious. But Jim, I some- Jim Carrey is Ace Ventura. Yeah, I don't know who else could have done that. No way. Well, I mean, Robin Williams, maybe. No, I don't way. know if anyone <laughs> no else would have way. wanted that role. Like Jim Carrey was personal friends with Steve Odekirk, who produced and directed both of those films. And I think they became personal friends during that because of Ace Ventura. Well, I, I don't know, but um, I don't know if anyone else would have wanted that role. Like, like I don't know if Robin Williams would have been like, "Yes, sign me up." Like, it just was kind of like well, a, a farcical the, movie. But then it just means that he created something amazing out of nothing, and right. who else could have possibly done that? Right. In that I definitely way. can't I imagine. Mean, those movies I, are iconic. I definitely can't imagine anyone else stepping up and, and doing what what Jim Carrey did. My God, I, if they did a third one, if you t- if you tell I, me, I would be there. No, so like, Dumb and Dumber I, Two was awful. Yeah, but just don't do like the reason Dumb and Dumber Two was awful is the same reason that like uh, Zoolander was awful is because they just did the same thing over and it was like well yeah but we've seen that story. repeatedly yeah, like, with all those reprised comedy roles they just do the same formula and then exactly. we're like so I saw this twenty Ace years Ventura, ago give Ace Ventura a new case new people in a new place and fucking let him go it's I don't a trust story. it because Dumb and Dumber Two affected my viewing of Dumb and Dumber. Like, I don't know why. I, know. Like, I just don't really I did, care and about I, it the same way. And Anchorman 2 did the same thing with Anchorman. Like, I personally just... We watched Anchorman, like, three, four nights ago, and I didn't find it that funny. I was just like, man, like, there's parts of it that are still funny, but, like, overall, it just didn't give me the same vibe anymore because they kind of shit on it, you know? That whole shark thing, oh, the blind... Whatever. I'm not going to talk about Anchorman 2. It hurts. So... But- I watched I watched uh, the the Jay and Silent Bob reboot. I'm not watching that. Go- oh, I really no. enjoyed it. Like I thought it was hysterical. Like there were a bunch nope. of parts. Like it was a little nope. silly, but no like it was it was self aware. It was a little meta. Like basically, the one of the villains of the film is Kevin Smith, because uh, he's trying to reboot the the Jay and Silent Bob film. So it's it's uh, Silent Bob trying to track down Kevin Smith to stop him from making a film. Yeah. Um, okay, so Kevin Smith plays Silent Bob and Kevin and, and, himself. and himself. Yeah, uh, I don't know. It's I it's comical. That. It's extremely <laughs> like it's like it doesn't take itself seriously at all. I don't know. I I enjoyed it. I um, hate that. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> I, all right, I'll accept, but yeah, but I don't know. Let's get back on topic here. So, so I'm gonna keep I'm gonna repeat those. Too. I'm gonna repeat those and see if anyone disputes them. Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool. Are we all in agreement? That's just an untouchable. Sure. I just can't even think. I no genuinely way. don't think it was anyone literally can do created that. to match him. Um, Johnny Depp is Jack Sparrow, very clearly yeah. unique, right? Uh, well, I mean, it's just him doing a weird 
Keith Richards impression, but like I don't think anyone else could have brought like done that role that way, you know. No. So yeah. Um, and then the last one I said was Jim Carrey's Ace Ventura. Any any complaints at all? Any arguments? No, you don't have uh, a fourth. I've got did I say fourth? Those are just some of. The I have I have ones. more. I just wanted to get the obvious ones out of the way so we don't spend any time those, on. Them. Those are the. I mean, the the two obvious ones for me are Heath Ledger as Joker and Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man. So, yeah, I didn't do Iron Man because I thought that that was that was too perfect. Like it was too obvious. Like yeah, we all agree. But I also think that Tom Cruise could have done something with that role that would have been different. So I, I don't know why I keep bringing Tom yeah, Cruise why I keep to all Tom Cruise. <laughs> there might be a running. I, role I like in there, Tom though. Cruise. I don't. <laughs> it might be running. Soon. I, yeah, <laughs> can I run in this armor? And, but well, hold and, on a second. I just don't agree with. The, look, the Heath Ledger one. It seemed obvious to me. It was the first name that popped up in my head. But then I thought it's the Joker's the been played like down. four times. Yeah, but it's his that role in that film. Could anyone else have done that specific film as the Joker and done what he did with it, yeah, or done even even close to? I him? think that you could drag and drop. At least from the don't few you, scenes that don't I've you got. Dare. <laughs> I don't actually dare. think <laughs> I don't I actually think that Jared Leto Joker would fit into that. Place. Oh my god, you did it. I you actually fucking did it. I actually think <laughs> you did but it. But what I saw in that scene at the end of the uh the Snyder cut, where he is just like fucking with Batman and getting and under talking his skin. about giving him a reach around. And yeah, all of it. Like I think that it fits the same way. In my opinion, I like that performance, but I don't think that it would have fit in the Nolan movie the same way. Maybe Christopher Nolan directing Jared Leto could have brought something else out of it because we do know that Jared Leto is a talented actor, right? If you give him a good director who can pull out a performance. But I think that I just don't think that, like, when I watch The Dark Knight, every single time I've watched it, which I've seen it probably close to a hundred times because it's one of my favorite movies of all time like i watch it i still watch it like probably once or twice a year um every year since it came out so how many years is it, <laughs> is it been out? not a hundred not a hundred times <laughs> um, i just every single time when it's a moment that i know like i'll i'll like put it on the background while i'm cleaning the house you know what i mean but when it's a, a scene that i know that Heath Ledger is going to be in and it's him performing like his actual performance I stop and I watch it you know what I mean I pay attention I sit down for the interrogation scene because I'm like and it, there's there's moments in that interrogation scene where it's just I literally am like I don't understand how he did this like I don't understand how he got this perform like how Nolan got this performance or how Heath Ledger was able to bring this performance to it you know what I mean it's so iconic that I just don't know if anyone else could have done something equally iconic in that role Maybe, maybe, but I just, I am hard pressed to think that Jared Leto could have matched it. I think that he could have done a serviceable job and the movie wouldn't have suffered, but I don't think it would have been the role that we saw. Do you know I, what I, I mean? I think that's fair. I can't really argue with that. I just think that I get similar vibes from Jared Leto, Jared Leto's Joker and at least the, the, not the scenes where he's like walking around a bunch of color and it's like the Harley Quinn stuff. I'm talking like, I'm picturing that scene at the end where they're out in the desert at the end of Snyder Cut and you get a, right, an actual conversation between him and Batman and you can tell that the actor went to a pretty dark freaking place to to deliver that scene and that Joker sure. that we get, that little snippet, I could see him playing that out on the screen and it filling the role fine. I just, you're right, I don't think it hits the same level of acting that Heath Ledger brought but I think he could fill that role 
like sure. serviceably he, potentially another person that uh got floated um after Heath Ledger died was uh Daniel Day Lewis sure not that he ever would have taken it but like he's also another one of those actors where it's kind of like you can slot him into pretty much anything and he's going to bring something interesting to the table right i mean there's a reason he has like six best actor awards yeah but we wouldn't get the same value i, I get you I so. honestly, I wonder, I, I do wonder because like, I think that Daniel Day-Lewis, if he had been, w- would be willing to, to take a role like that. I don't think he would. I mean, he's retired now apparently, but um, if he would be willing to have been like a Joker or a Riddler character, I think that we could see him. He could have done something that would have been pretty close. I think, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if I want him I, doing I the method don't... acted training for Joker. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, <laughs> Wasn't there that whole thing about how people... he like did the quadriplegic role and he was like peeing on himself and making people clean My it up? My left foot or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and literally... didn't, didn't for gangs of New York, didn't he like go and camp for like six months or something? Didn't he like not sleep at a hotel or a trailer or something? Like he actually went and lived out in the wilderness to be Erupted, like, huh? Yeah. Something like that. I think, yeah. And as Lincoln, he just went and built a log, a log cabin <laughs> and a bare knuckle boxed, <laughs> became a lawyer. He's just headbutting the nails. I built my whole summer cabin. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna dox myself here. I, I wasn't old enough to see Lincoln in person, so I don't know what Lincoln was actually like. But I imagine that no one could have done it better than what the hell was dox me? It, it's like a Identif- term about yeah, releasing identifying information. No mm. people. It often it often happens to like in either trolls or porn stars. I guess I, I don't know. Some way. Yeah, moving on. <laughs> oh yeah. Speaking of which, another one. Uh, Lisa Ann would be really hard to replace in her roles. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. We we can rule out mattress in actresses. her role as uh, who's the vice presidential candidate. <laughs> oh yeah, Sarah Palin. All right, Sarah Palin. We're, we're doxing ourselves here. Palin. We're doxing ourselves here. <laughs> Right, Lisa Ann and Dalen Palin. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on, moving on. So I, I got, I've got, I got a couple more here that I think are really strong. So I kind sure. of hit them all way up time. Um, I got, I got three more that I want to, oh, four more I want to talk about. So. I've got one, two, three, four, five. So real quick, because we've discussed them in the past, I want to talk about uh, Christoph Waltz's Hans Landa. Hans yep. Landa. And I just wanted to see what you guys felt about yeah. that one being irreplaceable. I, I thought about that one too. I just I don't know. I don't like I I I don't know that the one one of the things that makes Christoph Waltz so strong there is his foreignness, right? Like because he come I don't know. He switches he seamlessly Dutch between or, like four languages. Yeah. Oh, he's so and he's he's so you can tell he's very intelligent and like he's so he's just so charismatic but also terrifying in that you role. You can tell he's fucking enjoying the scene as an actor which just plays off perfectly of the sick sadistic nature of the character that he's playing like I I yeah, but he was he was he was number 1 on my list. I've already mentioned this on a previous episode that um he might be the best casting. Like no one has ever I used will... him to to the same effect. Like he no. he was used so perfectly in that film, and no one else. I, I you won't get any contest from me on that one. I will say that I think Stellan Skarsgård could have done that role, though. He would have brought something different. Which which uh, Skarsgård is that? That's the one that's in the Thor movies. It's the dad. Mm. Mm. You know the guy who plays Eric the Red in uh, yeah in yeah, your no, favorite movie. I'm just trying to picture him in that role. I just. I think that he. I think that he is. I. Have you guys, the girl with the dragon tattoo, David Fincher's the girl with the dragon tattoo. Yeah. 
like his i think that his role in that is almost directly transferable to the hans landa character like that kind of like level of foreboding that he brings you know what i mean although i think it would have been a different energy because um uh christoph waltz brings kind of like this quirkiness to it uh christoph waltz is funny in the role you know what i mean like he is funny and he makes it kind of like quirky and charming but at the same time it's like in the creepiest most thinly veiled like horrifying monster type of way you know what i mean like the man is so clearly like a sociopath underneath yeah that I it's mean, it's yeah i don't know perfectly I think that... captures the essence of like imminent danger for each yeah. of the characters in every scene while i think that stellan skarsgård could have done a really good job in the role i think that he would not have been definitely not as it good. wouldn't have been in that way it would have been more like objectively just like yeah. scary and terrifying serious and, yeah and that's what i'm just not pictured yeah. him with the uh the ability to Le do like, light witty banter the same yeah. way the Carisco, I, what, a lot of questions about milk one more time Gorlami. like he's just like yeah. fucking with him you know and like i just don't know if i picture skarsgård doing it like that you know i think he would I mean, just I don't know. stare he's at pretty him funny in the thor movies <laughs> he's pretty funny in that's those. true and i think he does a good job in avengers as being kind of like you know off i, I don't know I, I think he could have done it but also I, I do think that's that like i don't know if he would have brought the same level and made that role as iconic and you right. know what i mean i think right. it's the same thing with the the heath ledger thing it's just that role was made so iconic by that actor that i just don't know if anyone could really get there i think that stellan skarsgård could have slotted into that spot and the movie wouldn't have suffered but i don't know if the role would be as iconic if that makes sense totally jeff you got um, do you another one tyler i got a couple uh i have uh rachel mcadams as regina george in mean girls can anyone can you pick a girl like a female actress that would have crushed that role that way i could also throw in amy out Ad- or not amy poehler as her mom <laughs> too because she's so she doesn't good. really do anything she just dances yeah, around all a, week she's so funny <laughs> she has such a small role in that film yeah um, that's that's a weird one but uh, regina george I'm i think she's like- i think she's pretty good i mean I, i'm gonna have a hard time with that one i just I think I I want to avoid just saying any chick can you know act you know rude for a role or act superior or whatever. Yeah, but, at the same but it's time. also like the way that she delivers lines is so like earnest, but like also just so bitchy. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just think that Rachel McAdams, I I think she's really great in pretty much everything she does. Sure, I've never seen her in a role where I thought she did a bad job, but like in that role as Regina George, like it's so iconic. Like you know what I mean? Like it's still, I mean that movie is. I mean, I don't know if we've ever talked about this, but I think we all agree it's like one of the good, best like high school comedies of all time. Uh, that should be a topic: high school comedies. We should talk about that. John Tucker must die. John Tucker must die. And we, I just funny. watched that recently. Yeah, actually, it was, funny. it was on Netflix, I think, and we watched it, and it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't saying it was good. I just said I think it's funny. Uh, Huge difference between those things. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I I I'm, I I was hard pressed when I was thinking about that because Kelly is the one that brought that one up, and I was like, yeah, I don't know who I could have casted that would have brought like that kind of same level to it. Like, I don't know, like, especially in that age group, and like also she was like relatively unknown at the time. Yeah, so. I, I just I guess for me, 
Regina, yeah, I, I could say, I think that's a good one to be honest with you. Cause I, I can't picture someone else on the role to me. <laughs> like some of these, like, for example, I almost wrote down Hugh Jackman as Wolverine, but then I was like, nah, I can yeah, picture people. Obvious, in the role. So obvious, so. but, but I could picture people in the role and like, and yeah, so, yeah. but Regina George, the moment you say it, I'm like, yeah, not really. I just keep picturing Rachel McAdams. <laughs> yeah. I literally can't like, I close my eyes and it's just her. She just owned that role so well that it's kind of hard to replace her right. in that role. Um, uh, in in the same vein, right there, I have Reese Witherspoon as the girl from Legally Blonde, who's yeah. like that that character's name I can't think of. I could, I could actually I see them there. replacing each other in those roles. Now that you say that one, I can really, see, I can see that. I guess, yeah. Now that now that you say that, actually, those two could have. Yeah, they have a, they oh, have wait, a similar. Yeah, you just named what I couldn't think. Reese of. Witherspoon <laughs> is a bit too old to have played Regina George, but at a different time, maybe. Yeah, I guess I'm um, I'm not really as like stuck on um. On where they're, uh, yeah, on time frame. So I'm just more picturing actors in the roles. Like if they reprised it now or, you know, whatever, like, or back, you know, or if they made it earlier and, you know, like I'm just more picturing yeah. all time fits in the role. You know what I mean? Instead of like worrying about how old they are. Yeah. I don't know. I think that, yeah. I mean, I guess now that I'm, now that I'm thinking about it, they both could just switch roles. Yeah. As soon as you said that, I was like, wait a minute, I can easily could have been Hell Woods too. Yeah. <laughs> Well, they're repl- only replaceable with each other. All right, here's I have two more, and I'm gonna do one one of them right now, and then we'll move on to one of you guys, and then I'll I'll wrap it up. Um, I have Jeff Bridges as the dude in The Big Lebowski. Uh, I've never seen it. I think I mentioned that last week. Really? You've never seen The Big Lebowski? I've never seen The Big Lebowski. I've yeah. never seen it either. <laughs> <laughs> But Wait, really? I have watched a lot of Jeff Bridges films that I can tell you. I don't Wait, know Wait, you guys both haven't seen The Big Lebowski? Nope. I don't think so. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> what? Are we even qualified to be That's on this like, podcast? Genuinely the craziest <laughs> thing I've ever heard in my entire life. That movie, what? I like that movie is so in the veins of things that you guys like. Like you guys, I don't I've seen, You have to watch it. I've seen parts you of it. You know what? But. Fuck that. Next week, we're not doing Mortal Kombat. <laughs> no. We're doing The Big Lebowski, and you guys have to watch it. It's homework Look, now. I'll watch The Big Lebowski, but we're covering Mortal Kombat. Yeah. No, I know. I know what we're doing next week. All right. But... So so we'll just give you an autom- a default win on that one since we can't <laughs> flush it out. Uh, I, mean, I genuinely is... can't believe that you guys haven't seen that movie. Now we have to talk about this. How have you not seen it? Have you been avoiding watching it? No. It's... Yes. It's... Every day it pops up in my recommended <laughs> feed and I say, fuck that. <laughs> you know, last week someone just... was like, hey, Jeff, you want to go to a big Lebowski watching party? And I was like, no, nah, I'm busy, man. And then I sat at home and did nothing. Now, like, yeah, you know what? I, I actually have it on DVD. I just threw it in I the literally... drawer right next to those comic books you guys are expecting me to read. <laughs> I literally only have four DVDs at my house. And one of them is... Uh, the Big Lebowski. What are the other because... three? I need to hear the other three now. I'm very interested in this. Nailing Palin. What are they? <laughs> Inception. Nail- Inception, okay. I'll give you a pass. Nailing Palin. <laughs> 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 and uh, The Dark Knight. <laughs> Is that actually three of the four? I have, uh, yeah, it's three of the four. And then... Um, Casino Rail. The fourth one. No, I, I have that one on my laptop. <laughs> Um, it's the only movie I've ever downloaded and just kept on my laptop. Um, 
the fourth one is Nightmare Before Christmas, and we actually have two copies of it. <laughs> what the fuck? All right. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know. And Kelly we can't we them. can't touch on Big Lebowski now, so we'll have to come back on that one. Jeff, do you have another? I don't one? understand how you guys haven't like I'm like I don't I'm know, offended. Man. I'm genuinely offended that you haven't seen it. Well, I like Jeff, <laughs> and Bridges. I'm not even one of those guys that like is obsessed with the Big Lebowski in that way. I do think it's a really good movie, but I think sometimes it gets overrated. But I just I can't believe that you guys haven't seen it. That doesn't even I, like it doesn't compute in my head. Um, all right, Jeff, go. Uh, so this one was actually inspired by from a previous podcast. I've been going back and listening to some of them. And uh, we talk about uh, Vincent D'Onofrio playing the bug in Men in Black. <laughs> yeah, okay. that one's – it's that an amazing nuts. acting role for sure. That yeah. one's nuts. He, he just looks so inhuman that it kind of like makes you forget who it is. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I, Honestly, I always forget that that's Vincent D'Onofrio dude, until someone it's mentions impressive. it. It's <laughs> impressive. Seriously, like I've watched that movie back and it is impressive. Like, yeah, you watch it, you're like, how did you like move like Develop that? this character. And the way he talks <laughs> is just so – it looks like there's a bug under that guy's like yeah. meat bag. Like, what, were the, what were the directing – like directions all right that'd be weird like that suck in your chin a little bit yeah, more what, like what role did you base the mannerisms off of like that's completely original you know yeah. like what what else is there yeah. that looks like that yeah i wouldn't i don't even i don't know that you couldn't recast it i just wouldn't recast it i think <laughs> yeah, just don't is. touch it just don't touch it i just wouldn't yeah like just i think that he really brought like i don't know how they wrote that role in the um in the in the script but whatever they they wrote brought something weird from him. <laughs> like he really was like, I'm gonna take this to a bug, whole other level. Bug using me like a puppet. All right, I got that. <laughs> I got it. You know, what I mean? got it in the what bag. Was, what was the audition like? Like, did he just come in like super hot? <laughs> and they were like, Oh my god, get him out of here! But bring him back tomorrow for filming. <laughs> Actually, Vin, Vinny, Vinny, baby. Can you tone it down just a little bit? Yeah. <laughs> You're creeping us out. You actually You're have cockroaches everywhere. coming out of your mouth there, Vinny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and the only other thing I'll mention, I don't think we're going to spend a lot of time talking about it, but uh, Sean Connery, I mentioned this before, was given the role James as Gandalf. Bond. Was given the role as of, of Gandalf, and he turned it down. Uh, yeah. And he's, I, I just want—I don't want him to replace Ian McKellen, but I do want to see the exact same trilogy. With Sean Connery in it as is a it, separate just, series, is it a better film him? trilogy? No, but is it one that I'm going to watch? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, at least one time, I would watch him all the way through, regardless of how bad he is in the Fellowship. I just want to see it. I just want yeah, to see how it makes I, me feel. I want to see him in The Hobbit. <laughs> all three of those, I'll watch the Sextology. Yeah, that sounds like a whole other thing. I'll watch all six of those. <laughs> um. Do you, does anyone have any more? Because I got a couple that I wanted to go through rapid fire. Go I have ahead. one more, but I think I want to wrap it up. But I'm also afraid that somehow you guys haven't seen this movie either. So <laughs> we'll spit it out real quick. If we haven't seen it, we'll just move on. It's Eugene Levy as Jim's dad in American Pie. Oh yeah, he's oh great. I've seen the movie. Yeah, he's he's pretty he's pretty original actor too. Well, he just doesn't take on like major roles as much as some of these other guys we've been throwing. Well, out. he's just a com. He's a comedian. You know what I mean? Like he's just a comic and. He's in like a very specific type of comedy, very unique, right? Yeah. But then his role in in that movie like changed like dads in comedies forever. I feel like, you know what I, I mean? I feel like there's a lot, every character I could picture that has played, you know, a dad. Like if you give me um uh uh who played Walter White uh, from Malcolm in the Middle, um 
the more names you throw out, the more I'm forgetting who it is. So shut up. I got it. Hold on. <laughs> Brian Cranston. Brian Cranston. Yeah, I was maybe. just going to let you guys stew in it for a little while, but. <laughs> yeah. If you give me like Brian Cranston from his role as, as Malcolm. But Middle, it's different. It's different. It's like I they, just... they do a good job of, of accessing that like awkward dad, like don't know how to deal with a teenage son type deal. But like, I, I don't like, I love Eugene's performance. I don't think I have a single problem with it. And he takes that performance all the way to the bank with the rest of his films. Uh, I think that without Eugene Levy in American Pie, the movie is significantly less iconic. Like the movie I, will I actually, suffer no I matter agree who with that. you the put way in he comes in as such it. an ignorant father where he's just like, I don't know. I, he just, he definitely, but like who just like different. wants to have such a hand in his son's sex life. Yeah. He, and he, bring, he actually does the same character in all his roles to be completely honest with you. Cause if you, I don't know if you guys have seen that new TV show where shit's Creek. Shit's Creek. Creek. Yeah. He's the same it's guy. I knew it just ended. Yeah, it's been around <laughs> for like five years. Well, new is in not 10 years old. So shut up. Uh, but anyway, um, he brings yeah, the he same plays character. Basically the same guy. Yeah. He, but it is, it is similar. pretty unique. Um, I mean, it's just also like the way that he like comes in with like the porno magazines and he's like, well, this is, uh, you know, this is the, the female form. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, yeah, him, like all the, he buys him like a, like a, like a Costco box of condoms, <laughs> like the most yeah. condoms you've ever seen. <laughs> okay. So I've got, I know we want to wrap. So I've got Hugo weaving as agent Smith. Honestly, uh, Stellan Skarsgård. <laughs> oh my god. No, I'm not accepting that. <laughs> I am not allowing that submission. You take all right, that back. All right. In all seriousness, Tom Cruise would have nailed it. He does have a running scene. <laughs> no, I like he just brings this like like interesting like non-human like roboticness to the role, you know, of the yeah. of the agent program and I just think it was fairly unique. We don't need to dwell on it too much cuz I know I'm right. Um <laughs> <laughs> Three more here. Vin Diesel in the Riddick Chronicles of Riddick. Mm, uh, easy, no, anybody could have played that role, dude. Who? Riddick is no Who? Is nothing. Fucking throw in Dwayne the, the Rock, Rock Johnson. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Anyone else? <laughs> what? Dwayne the Rock Johnson? No way. No Denzel shot. Washington. Tom Cruise. <laughs> if you say Tom Cruise one more time on this podcast, I'm just gonna rage quit. I'm out. Stellan Skarsgård probably could have nailed it. Oh, um, you fucking give, give me Brad Not Pitt. Even Brad Pitt. Prime. Give me Brad Pitt from Fight Club or something like. Just play, give me someone who could play a little unhinged. Like, there's nothing unique. All about right, brooding right. and All ripped. Right. I just don't think that that Vin Diesel. Like, I like that role. I like that he. I like what he does with it. And I don't think I would want someone else to be in that role. But like, also, those movies are such a mess. Like, I what they went from like this weird movie where it's just like some guy saving, like getting off of a planet, right? Then the second one is like this weird fantasy adventure situation, and then the third one is basically just a remake, re- remake of Pitch Black or whatever that first one was called. Yeah, yeah, Pitch Black. All right, moving on. I, I'm I do love the title of that movie too, Pitch Black. Goddamn, what a good uh, Ron Perlman is Hellboy. Yeah, I mean, we saw them try to recast it with, uh, you know, our boy from Stranger Things, David Harbour. How did he do? And I, I think David Harbour. What? How oh, did he do? I didn't see that one. Oh, that movie's such a mess. That movie it's is... such a mess. <laughs> How did he come to the role? Oh, How did he do? He did okay. But... He's okay. He would have been okay, but I think Ron Perlman as Hellboy is the better. If they cut version. that script in half, they 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 might have been able to have a better movie. But but... I don't even what they were doing. Like they they brought in like four different graphic novels 
into one movie for some reason. Right. It's like, like just do just the Conqueror Worm or something. Like, why do like all the of final them in act one of, movie? The final act of that film, Brian, starts like we're talking three quarters of the way through the film. Hellboy wakes up Merlin, and it's just like, <laughs> why are you introducing Merlin at fucking an hour and a half it's, into the film? You guys got twenty minutes left. What the fuck is happening? <laughs> it's it's the Transformers the on? last night. It's Transformers the last night where it was like oh, I don't want three to different individual stories that don't match up and yet they have and none of them the get fleshed out enough reason. because the other one kind of shoulders its way into the time slot. And, yeah, yeah. They're telling all these different stories. Oh yeah. They're an ancient they order of robot knights. And I'm like, cool. All right, let's see where this is going. And then they're like, Oh, and the technology, you know, that we have now creates a new transformer. Like, I'm, all right, I'm over it. Yeah. Also Unicron. What, what happened to what? the robot knights? <laughs> yeah. It's anyway. Okay. Last one for me. Jackie Earl Haley is Rorschach. <laughs> it's a very long it's, pause there, but it's, it's tough. I because uh, I again love that role, like him. Like uh, uh, he's he's up there with like Jeffrey Dean Morgan, where like I never want to recast them because you know they do such a good job. But would I been able would I have been able to accept someone else in that role? Probably. The real question here is, and I think we need to maybe go back through all of these and just kind of ask ourselves, could Tom Cruise have nailed it? <laughs> <laughs> like I said in the beginning, Meryl Streep can play anything. <laughs> Le- legally blonde. Could, could Tom Cruise have done it? I think maybe he could have. <laughs> um, no, I don't. I think, I think Jackie Earl Haley is so good. He's so talented and so underrated. And like, I don't understand why he's not in more things. Like, he's up there with, like, Steve Buscemi, where it's just, like, anytime I see him in a movie, I'm like, yes, I'm fucking, I love this. I love you in any role that you do. You know what I mean? Um, I think I think we've mentioned this before, like, in Shutter Island, Jackie Earl Haley yeah, is my, like, one that, freaking that, scene that one, like, woo. that one scene is, like, my favorite scene in that movie. Like, yeah, I, 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 I just go back and watch it, yeah. just because it, he's so good in that it's role. very good. Oh, wait. I actually it's messed so up and short. picked the wrong role here, too. Uh, I meant Jackie Earl Haley in Bad News Bears. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nope. Sorry. Jackie Earl Haley as Dukes in Semi-Pro. <laughs> Come on, Dukes. <laughs> Holy shit. That is him. Yeah. I didn't even realize that. We've had this tropical. Wake up, Dukes. <laughs> Wake up, Dukes. He nails, he nails this shot. <laughs> he stepped on the line. God damn, back. he's... He's great in that. Yeah, he's he got an especially dirty hippie down in the court tonight. <laughs> what did he do for work? <laughs> uh, what did he do for work there, Dukes? Nothing right now. <laughs> Corn dogs, Jackie. Dude, yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> so anyway, I just wanted to throw that out. Jackie Riley Lee is iconic in all of those. He is so good. Why isn't he? What is he doing right now? He's also just like the scariest looking. Just tweet at him. Jackie, what are you up to, bro? <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna down, re-download Twitter, re-update the Twitter, and just at him. Every how day for how the next are year you? Until he gets on this podcast, Jackie Earl Haley is the patron saint of this podcast. I think he's just the best actor of sure all time, it's not baby. Tom Cruise. <laughs> and Tom Cruise, them them together. He's he's a weird looking guy, but he's so talented. Yeah, he's, um, he pops off the screen for sure. Yeah, what is he doing? I haven't seen him in anything in a while. What are you up to, Jack? Yeah, so him and Rorschach, it's hard to beat because I don't know anybody who would, like, 
first of all, Rorschach is a hard character to cast in general. You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of a weird character. I don't know who you could have casted that would have done even as good of a job. So I guess I'm just going to say, yeah, you, you nailed it on that one. Um, yeah, absolutely. Whose idea was that one? Was that you, Brian? I just said it like oh, a minute good. ago. Uh, sorry. Jeff, you got any more? I'm out. Brian, you got any more? I'm out. That was it. That's my mic job. All right, guys. Well, everybody get in touch with us. Let us know what you think. Who would you rather have cast in those roles? Yeah, were we wrong about any? Should We We were wrong. I said, were we wrong about any? Yeah, right. Um, Do we have... uh, We're going to move into recommendations. Who's got some recommendations this week? Uh, Well, so last week, uh, I, I don't know why... I was going through like HBO Max and I saw Clerks, which is a movie I'd never seen before. Kevin Smith's wow. like breakout. Wow, just did a film. view askew. You did a view askew uh, universe watch party, huh? <laughs> I don't know what I was trying to say. Binge, there it is. View askew is his production company, oh, Kevin Smith. Yeah, so I did. I did watch like half of his films. I, I went and watched uh, Clerks one and two. I watched the newest Jay and Silent Bob, and then I watched Chasing Amy, um, and I like. Uh, all of them. I don't know. I, I, if you guys aren't familiar with Kevin Smith's works, brush up on them. They're funny. Um, especially I'm very Clerks. aware Clerks, of the, all of his movies. The first Clerks one, I think Brian would get an especially kick, funny kick, a uh, good uh, enjoyment out of the film. I don't know. They're, they're, it's they do. The, 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 I like the two, the dude from the video store yeah. who comes over and asks him all the questions. Like when he's like, he's like, all those guys, all the stormtroopers are dead on the, on, on the Death Star. I mean, they're just contractors, right? Like they, they probably have families and like, they're just doing their job. You know, they're working for the government. They have a good paying government job. And then we just blow them up. Like, and we're supposed to celebrate it. <laughs> there, there's it's, also they, a funny moment in Chasing good. Amy where there's like a black comic book artist that uh, is talking about how Star Trek is racist, about how they made the empire represent like black brotherhood. Wait, Star Wars is racist or Star Trek? Sorry, Star Wars is racist. And that, and that the Empire represents, like, the Black Brotherhood, since they all wear black. Darth Vader is this big black dude, and the, the white army's supremacist. all covered in white. And the uh, the white... I don't know. Go watch the clip. Go watch the... It's like the first ten minutes of Chasing Amy. It's, it's, it's entertaining. Um, Chasing Amy is the one with Brad Pitt and... Uh, Jay, is that... Or no, not Brad Pitt. Um, ben Affleck. Ben Affleck, yeah. And uh, Jason... Whatever. My name is Earl. <laughs> Earl from My Name Is Earl, isn't he in that? And he plays a comic book artist. Uh, yes. I don't. I don't, I don't remember what his. You just watched was. it, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I don't know the actor's fucking name. I don't remember if it's hi- My Name Is Earl. I never watched that show. It's that guy who was a professional skateboarder, and then Kevin Smith turned him into an actor. <laughs> okay. Jason something. Um. Anyway. Chasing Amy's good. That's the one where he turns a lesbian into his girlfriend. Is that right? Yeah. Is that that one? Yeah. And okay. she, yeah. that actress, like the reason I bring it up is because she fucking killed that role. She did some amazing. Yeah, she's great. Um, yeah. So if you're not familiar with Kevin Smith's works, familiarize yourself. Uh, other than that, uh, if you like Kevin Smith, I think his best movie, which uh, or at least his most underrated movie, is a movie called Red State. It's kind of a horror, um, and it's really, really good. If you're if you're interested in his movies, Jeff, you should go and watch that one. I really like I that one a lot. Don't like horror, but I might check it it's out. It's not like a it's not like a true horror. Like it's not like a slasher film or anything like that. It's more of like a it's like a basically some kids try to rob a um, church, and it's like a sort of a Jonestown uh, cult. 
and they're gonna they like basically are gonna sacrifice like they catch the kids and then they're gonna sacrifice them and then there's like a question of whether the the god is actually real in it it's pretty interesting john goodman's in it and has a great role oh john goodman what what is he in that he that would have been irreplaceable a lot of things i didn't even think about him um anyway do you have any other ones yeah i start so i caught up on jujitsu kaisen which was the anime that i was watching there's only like 13 episodes now or 14 i think was just this 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 week um so i started watching boruto which is the sequel to naruto um i'm like 30 episodes in if you guys are looking for a good anime to watch it's on the same vein as as naruto it's great it's more continuation of the same uh ninja anime tropes and then i picked up uh assassin's creed odyssey again i'm working my way back to the storyline i had taken a hiatus on playing that game so that game's pretty sick brian what do you got not a whole lot to be honest with you um we've watched a couple movies in the last few nights um we just watched Remember the Titans last night, uh, semi-pro a couple nights back. Oh, um, that's why you knew that Jackie Earl Haley was in it. <laughs> well, I mean, I would have told you that anyway, because you know, I just know these things. But because um, you're a you're Earl Haley head. Yeah, my my show watch recently was uh, The Last Dance. Just rewatched a, a documentary about the '90s Chicago Bulls, Michael Jordan. You rewatched it? Yeah, it's good. It is good, but you went back and rewatched. You watched it. that series? Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah, I I went back and rewatched it. I, I think it's fascinating. Um, and you know, I still sports. like sports. I just don't watch them as much as you do. Um, that's fair. But yeah, that's that's about it for me. I, not a whole lot else going on right now, other than uh, if you guys want to hear about forecasting simulation problems <laughs> from my master's no, program. Um. So you've seen the last dance twice yes but you've never seen the big lebowski even once we're back to that we're back to that yeah my mind is blown so. i and i can't um, see tom cruise being like the recast for michael jordan in that documentary no matter how many times you he, assert it do you think he would have been a good regina george um <laughs> his hair in mission impossible 2 i could actually kind of see that uh, <laughs> that tom cruise as long as they let him run at some point yeah there you go um all right uh, I have two. I have one called uh, "Why Are You Like This?" It's an Australian comedy f- uh, f- uh, series um, that uh, just released on Netflix. That I watched a couple episodes of. It's very funny. Um, and then I have a new one that I wanted to put on your guys' radar because I didn't know it was coming, and it's actually pretty good. It's called "The Nevers" on HBO. You guys hear about this? I've been seeing it's a oh, new HBO series. Oh yeah, I did watch uh, like half an episode and then realized it was way too inappropriate for the workplace, so I turned it off. <laughs> but it looked pretty good. Wait, what? Why was it? It was like a murder workplace? and stuff going on. I can't watch oh, that okay. in my workplace. You're watching shit at, at work. Are you back in the office? We could talk about that later. <laughs> but yes, you're and yes. On your phone at work. Are you allowed to do that, or are you just doing it? I. Well, my manager hasn't been in in a year and a half, and that's not to say I'm being totally unethical. I don't think it's that big of a deal as long as I'm getting my work done. Yeah. I mean, are you allowed to listen to music while you're at work? Yeah, typically. It's probably not a problem then. The Nevers is really good. It's basically, Jeff, for, uh, I'm assuming you haven't heard of it or seen it. I, I've been seeing the thumbnail for it on HBO Max, but I have not. Uh, Dude, I recommend it. It was pretty cool. So it's basically, um, it's like uh, X-Men, but in victorian london um basically like suddenly a bunch most a a bunch of people get powers and it's mostly women um 
but there's some men but it seems to be not white men that got it so it's like only women and then like there's like a one uh, like so minority groups dude yeah exactly minority groups were given basically these superpowers and each person got into different superpowers the main character is a bit clairvoyant she can see the future just a bit ahead you know what i mean so it makes her a really good fighter because she like knows like what the punch is going to be and shit um which is cool it's i've never seen it used in that way like that kind of ability um i guess karnak from the inhumans that's like kind of his thing right? go watch go watch my um, academia night eye does it there you go i don't know what that is just kidding i do don't at me um anyway it's only one episode so far probably the second episode probably out by the time this podcast is released but um it is very good i really liked it i think i'm gonna definitely keep up with it and see uh what happens it's pretty interesting it, it seems to be a commentary of like what happens when white men are feel threatened right because there's a scene where there's a group of white old white stuffy white men who are like like work for the prime minister in london and they're like well what do we do about this problem like we can't just like let the women like who have these powers just run about and cause chaos and blah 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 like we need to control them you know and it's like oh yeah i think that that's got a an interesting parallel to <laughs> to our modern society um so they're obviously saying something i think it's you know it's interesting enough hopefully they don't go as heavy-handed in future episodes but um yeah i'm gonna follow it through and you know report back i think you guys should watch it and tell me what you think are we doing otherwise falcon and winter soldier wraps up next week too i haven't i'm not caught up right now i have to watch this week's episode still but we should do a that should be our topic for next week mortal kombat i think falcon and the winter soldier might take importance over mortal kombat oh yeah it's over next week i think that's what he just said well brian listen (laughs) um uh apparently he watches movies during the podcast too yeah what are you watching right now what sport are you watching brian what Oh, sorry. We, I, God, I just had it, dude. <laughs> All right. Get in touch with us. Uh, we're cleverkidspodcast at gmail.com, at cleverkidspod on Instagram. Get in touch with us. Let us know what you think about our recommendations and what you think about uh, our decisions. I like how we said that we were only going to do three to five each, and we each did like <laughs> 10 or once, 11. Once, this, once the creativity starts flowing, man, you can't stop that. Once Tom yeah. Cruise gets brought up, I mean... I mean, he really could have been a good Joker in Dark Knight. You know what I mean? Or I think he probably could have nailed Jack Sparrow, too. I'm just picturing him laughing <laughs> on that interview with, with Oprah where he's laughing all crazy. And then him just being yeah, a Joker yeah. attire. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? You guys know in uh, the scary movie where the dude plays out yeah. that scene. And he's just, like, ripping off her arms and stuff. Yeah. That was so uh, weird. Anyway, that was you know, a weird way to end this. I could also see Tom Cruise playing Bruce Wayne. I mean, give me a film where he plays both Joker and Batman. That's an Oscar performance. Uh, he just yeah. does like a clumps thing with Batman. <laughs> <laughs> plays Nightwing, plays Alfred. <laughs> um, damn, I didn't pick any Eddie Murphy roles, but I feel like he's pretty I irreplaceable tried. in a lot I of tried. things I tried. I was having a hard time finding something that... Anyway, all right, cool. Well, get in touch with us. Let us know what you think. Thanks, guys. Uh, Thanks for listening. Have a good day. Bye, guys. (laughs) All right.